Coming up on episode 51 of the Keto Camp podcast, we have best-selling author and a world leader in fat loss, Jay Campbell. Somebody asked me a long time ago, probably like three years ago, I remember putting it on Twitter, I thought about it. Define sick care, and I was like, sick care is big pharma's reliance on pills, potions, and drugs to keep a human being alive as a rotting internal carcass until 68 to 72 years old, when at that time, they either run out of money, go bankrupt, or die, and preferably for big pharma, all three at the same time. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. What's up, Keto Camper? Welcome back to the Keto Camp Podcast, or if this is your first time, welcome. I'm so grateful that you chose the Keto Camp Podcast. Out of all the things you could be doing today, you're here with me, and I thank you for that. On today's episode, we have such an amazing, conscious, aware, badass human being, Jay Campbell. I really enjoyed my conversation with Jay. I listened to it a couple times because it meant so much to me. And he's going to get into a lot of deep information here. And I promise you, if you just set aside some time to really focus on this episode, listen to it, let it sink in, it will change your life. This discussion will improve your life for the better if you choose to do so. Jay is going to speak about how to tune in to your spirituality and discover your purpose on earth. What does it mean to be conscious, to be awake? You hear the the term stay woke. What exactly does that mean? He's going to discuss the laws of the universe. Why muscle is so important because it allows you to actually have more carbs and still be in ketosis and how muscle mass can help you live longer. And when we say muscle mass, we're not talking about bodybuilders. We're talking about lean muscle mass that's even important for women to prevent osteoporosis, osteopenia, and live a longer life. We get into metabolic flexibility and why that is key to living a long, healthy life. Why we talk about a 24-hour fast, throwing that into the mix, how that helps with your fat loss efforts, how to have carbohydrates and still be in ketosis. So he gets into carbohydrate timing, meal timing, and so much more. So I'm so grateful to share Jay with you shortly. But before I do, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. Oh my gosh, my favorite keto oil is olive oil. But here's the deal. Most of the stuff you find on the shelf in your grocery store, it's not high quality. It's either been cut with some vegetable oil or it's been sitting there for a few months and it's lost its post potency. Here's how you know if your olive oil is quality or not. Do this olive oil test, I challenge you. Go into your kitchen today, grab your olive oil, put it on a tablespoon, and drink it. If it burns your throat, makes your tongue a little fuzzy, hey, you got yourself a quality olive oil that's rich in polyphenols and these antioxidants. But if it goes down smooth, hey, that olive oil, it's not high quality. Even if it says extra virgin, organic, cold process, yada, 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 do the olive oil test, know for sure. I partnered up with Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club because they actually handpick their olives seasonally from different regions in the world and they ship it on a jet as fast as possible and literally bring it to your front door. So I get mine delivered every single month. This is without a doubt the best olive oil I have ever tasted in my entire life. And we worked out a deal for keto campers to get a $39 bottle for one buck. 
if you head over to www.ketocampoliveoil.com, you could claim that $39 bottle of the world's healthiest olive oil for $1. Go ahead and do that. I also wanna remind you that the Keto Camp Academy is out and about. So if you are interested in really mastering the keto diet, fasting, your sleep, even self-development and your fitness and just all areas of your life, this is a one-stop shop for all things perfect health. In the Keto Camp Academy, you're part of an exclusive Facebook group. You get login information to a portal that has over 100 videos that's updated every single week. You get a monthly coaching call with me where I get to answer your questions. You also get over $600 worth of meal plans, grocery shopping guides, keto recipe smoothie books, all of my best-selling books. You get special deals on events and so much more. The Keto Camp Academy is only $39 per month and you could cancel anytime. Right now, we're taking founding members through a special of $27 per month. That's about 60% full right now. So at the time of listening to this, make sure you take action and get in at the founding rate of $27 per month. Cancel anytime. Head over to www.ketocampacademy.com to secure your membership and I would be so grateful to coach you on this journey towards perfect health. I'm gonna share Jay Campbell with you shortly. Before I do, please leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you are getting any value from this, the Keto Camp Podcast. We release three brand new episodes every single week. Please leave the show a rating and review on Apple iTunes. It really makes a big difference. Let's get into this conversation with the incredible Jay Campbell. Jay Campbell is a best-selling author of four change-making books in the optimization healthcare space. The 2019 release and master treatise on fat loss, guaranteed shredded, the 2018 release and number one overall men's health book, the Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible, the ultimate guide to living a fully optimized life. Jay is the founder of TOT, Revolution.com and the globally recognized TOT Revolution and Optimized Life podcast. Both podcasts interview the top optimization physicians and subject matter experts who answer questions and provide their decades of experience to help men and women become fully optimized. By the way, I'm on his show, so go listen to his podcast. Jay is also the creator of Optimize Forever, the world's number one premium group for optimizing hormones and long-term health. Jay Campbell, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, brother. Ben, man, it is an honor and a privilege to be here. And I, again, I'm humbly um, excited and truly grateful that I have the opportunity to speak with you here today. And uh, I know that your audience is going to tr- greatly benefit from this conversation. Oh, I know too. I'm excited, personally, selfishly excited, because I'm going to benefit from it as well. So, before we get into all the amazing things you're doing, your books, your courses, everything that you're doing right now, let's go back to when you were growing up. Like, What got you interested in the health space and doing all the things that you're doing now? Was there a, a story you want to share? Or what got you involved in this space? That's a great question. And as you and I spoke the last time that we spoke, you know, I'm actually now at a phase of my life, I, you know, I'm 48 years old. Um, I'll be 49 actually in February. So I'm you know, almost in the 49th year of my life. And I have decided that I'm going to transition from a lot of the amazing things that I've been blessed to accomplish in the last four or five years, which is kind of like testosterone, optimization, fasting, all that stuff, into more of a spiritual warrior, for lack of a better term right now, right? Because I don't know how to define like where I'm going, but I know that that's my mission now, my parameters and my calling. I recently came back from Peru. Uh, I spent 13 days in um, the Sacred Valley of Peru, and man, the energy just completely transformed my being. You know, we can talk about that later in the podcast, but I think, you know, to go back and, you know, was there a seminal moment, you know, what really happened to me? Dude, man, honestly, like I was just always very, very blessed from a young age to like observe the human figure from an anatomical biomechanical standpoint and just understand. And I can't really decline it or, or explain it in ways probably that the audience would understand, but I could always just see people's ability to, run, to jump, 
to be athletic, to, you know, to see like muscle fiber typings and, and like the way they would, you know, would, would fire. Like I could look at a young kid when I was like seven or eight years old and I could tell how fast he was or how high he could jump. And again, across all, you know, colors, creeds, races and stuff like that. I just had this ability and I never really understood it to like look at that and assess that. And I think it really just kind of led me down a path for the next 20 to 30 years of my life. And as you know, I never really got into the fitness game full time until like the last seven or eight years. You know, up to then I was like a a high level wage slave and quote unquote advertising sales game and just learning and studying and, and, and constantly becoming more and more aware of the fitness, you know, optimization healthcare game, but never really making money. You know, it was just, just learning about it and being that guy, you know, if you talk to him on the street, like, wow, he could really inform you and enlighten you about stuff. But, you know, it's like, well, who are you? So I finally at 40 decided to take my knowledge and all the uh, learning that I had, um, you know, been blessed to um, get in, in my spare time and, and push it into the mainstream. And as you know, that's where I've at now. And I'm again, very blessed five books, all kinds of amazing relationships with people. Dude, I've published so much amount of content from a video standpoint. I mean, again, it's like, and you know this, right? Like when you become a creator, you just become so enthralled with your life's purpose of creating that you, you all, you almost end up just creating so much at such a prolific level that you don't ever even really stand back to observe all the stuff that you've put out. And thankfully for me, I have people that have come into my life. And again, I, I know there's no coincidences as you know that too. And I've literally just vibrated these folks into my life. And now they're like helping me collate all this massive prodigious amounts of content that I put out both in a video the written word, blogging. I mean, dude, I've been blogging since 2003, wow, right? Wow. So it's like, but I was never monetizing anything I blogged because I truly did do this for the love and the passion and the just absolute massive intention I had to help and to share what I knew. And, you know, so, you know, internet marketer types and whatnot, you know, have come to me and been like, bro, you know, like you got to monetize and you got to scale. And so, so anyway, all of that, you know, to fast forward to your question and to where I'm at right now, I'm very, very blessed that I have been able to meet amazing people who have come into my life now really in the last two years and have just changed everything for me from a standpoint of like scalability, monetization, and without those guys, man, I wouldn't, I'd still be the guy putting out free content, bro. I mean, I mean, truthfully, because as I told you before, you know, I've had a couple of dark moments of the soul in my life and we can get to those in the podcast. And they really taught me that what matters is vibration, right? Consciousness. That's what matters. Like we're all connected inter we're all interconnected, even for people that don't understand that as much, um, you know, from a quantum quantum physics level it is true you will get to a point sometime in your life in your spiritual evolution whether it's now or a future life where you'll understand all these things and uh and and, and i'm just truthfully so blessed that i do now understand these things and money is not like a driving force and it never has been well i shouldn't say that there was a time in my life it was a driving force but I wasn't as evolved as I am now spiritually. And, um, and I realize now that it's not as important as again, serving the collective and putting out amazing stuff that can help people. And that's dude, I live for that. Every day I wake up, that's what I'm truly born to do. Man. I love it. I could, I could hear it in your voice and I could feel it in your energy and uh, everything that you do. So, so somebody listening to this right now or watching on YouTube, they might be hearing the word consciousness and they might think, what does what does Jay mean? Like I'm conscious right now. I'm alive. Like, so what do you? Can you break down that word? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. So all of us are exactly alive. We are conscious. For me, consciousness is understanding that we're more than just physical meat suit that you and I are presenting right now on YouTube, and it's essentially an understanding or an awareness. You know, I look at consciousness and awareness as like the same words. It's an awareness that we are in our you know divine essence energetic beings that's really what we are like if you could pull back this meat suit and look into our quote-unquote soul or our energy our essence or whatever you want to call us that really truly defines us you would literally see electric plasmatic energy and it may be like in the form of an orb it may be congealed together it may be in the form of um, a gestalt. I mean, essentially, that's what consciousness is. It's understanding that we are much more than our physical bodies, which is what so many people, unfortunately, in today's day and age get 
you know, stuck in defining, right? That we're just physical bodies. So that's how I define consciousness. And truthfully, um, Ben, as all the world changes, and as you know, we've seen so much great, you know, change, both just technologically and then also from a consciousness space of humanity in the last like two to three years, it's been absolutely, you know, uh, I think the best word to, to, to describe it would just be um, geometric. It's happening so fast and at such a rate and speed, it's hard to really truly define. But people are becoming more aware every day. They're literally waking up with more questions and they have answers. And they're attempting to understand, like, why do I feel this way? You know, why do I want to do this? Or why am I, like, you know, tempted to, like, leave what I've been doing for 20 years because it doesn't make sense anymore? And that, to me, is this consciousness advancement that is occurring right now on planet earth and everyone is feeling it. Even people who are very resistant to it, they're still feeling it. They just don't know how to define it. I think in ways that people who are a little bit more aware and more open to receiving what you and I are talking about right now do. I love that. I love how you, how you said consciousness is awareness and they're interchangeable. Uh, totally. And that's one of the keys to, to living a fulfilling life, to living your life with your purpose is having the awareness AKA the consciousness to do so. And you're right. I mean, if you look at, uh, to give you an example of somebody who, who most people have heard of, Andrew Luck from the Indianapolis Colts, he just decided to retire because he, he put, what, $500 million on the back burner. And he said, you know what? I'm, this is not serving me anymore. So he became consciousness of the fact and he made a decision. So it's th- things like that that are really really cool to see. I applaud Andrew Luck. I, I applaud people who are taking action with, with their true purpose, which brings me back to Peru because you, prior to your trip to Peru, you were going down uh, this path here. Then you went to Peru and I'd love to hear your experience. And now you're going down a different path. So could you share what happened in Peru? Yeah. So, um, I have always been a man, again, I'm 48 years old. I've always been a man that was interested in the realms of the understanding of mankind's true ancestry, you know, people label that too as like esoteric, you know, wisdom, arcane truth, whatever you want to classify it as. It's really difficult to, I think, you know, put a acronym around it. But ultimately, I've always been interested in what was considered unknown or tough to figure out. And going to Peru, I was very aware, obviously, of all the mystic ruins and the archaeological, you know, unexplainable things that are there in the sacred valley of Cusco, all the way up to Lake Titicaca. And so going there, I was very excited. I brought an energy with me. I mean, obviously, you know, from talking to me, I'm very high vibration, dude. I have very high energy. I've always been that way. But going to Peru, it's a difficult way to describe it in words. Um, it really does have to be felt. You know, you hear that in the consciousness space all the time that people say you can't, you can't read it or learn it. You have to feel it. You have to experience it. Well, honestly, that's exactly what Peru is because being there, it completely transformed even my extremely high vibrational energy. And the best way to relate it, I've done a podcast. I'm happy to give you a link. I did a podcast with a guy by the name of Rex Bear which is the Leap Project on YouTube. He has a huge channel. He's got like 400,000 followers. But we talked about what I saw, what I experienced. And I also sent him a massive amount of videos that we took while there. And, you know, we, we were showing when we did the live broadcast, we were showing a lot of the videos. But, I mean, seriously, Ben, it's one of those places when you're there and you see stuff that really defies all logic, reason, and description you know, to your own eyes that you're also exposed to what I would consider like energetic densities, some people would call them portals, whatever they are that bring you into a different experience than you and I experience living in you know North America today. It's a, it's a totally different energy. And when you're there and you're in it, you know, and again, you're hiking insanely beautiful, pristine, gorgeous, majestic peaks, right? Like, I, as I told you, um, I climbed a uh, lake to see a glacier, an amazing lake at the bottom of it. It's called Humantai. And it's 18,000 feet. And you literally climb all the way up to get to this thing. And then it's the most picturesque, again, majestic, spectacular. I don't know how to use another word other than if people want to see what I'm talking about, I do have a video on my Twitter. It's uh, you know put on the top of my Twitter. It's uh, whatever you call that when you just tag that to your top page. It's your number one tweet or whatever. And it's right there. It's got like you know 12 or 13,000 views now. What's your Twitter handle? It's uh, at TRT Expert. 
So it's it's my you know number one tweet or whatever whatever that thing's called you know, at the top of the page like a like a like a pin it's like a pin tweet yeah the pin tweet exactly yeah. sorry thank you for telling me that and when you go when you so essentially I just climbed eighteen thousand feet now they drop you off at about nine thousand feet so you're you know, you're basically going up nine thousand feet but it's a pretty brisk hike I mean you got to be in decent shape to get up there but once you get up to there I actually climbed higher than where the water is so I probably actually was up about nineteen maybe nineteen two but and then I wow. the vantage point is looking down from my you know just my my camera and you know broadcasting I mean I wasn't live or anything because there was no internet up there but it was so anyway when you experience that and then you see that and then you feel that reverent like beauty it's like a state of grace you know if you're a spiritual guru talking about it it just shapes you and and the energy changes your being and there's so many places like that in 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 peru that i i dude like i said i mean i literally shifted about the third fifth day sixth day that i was there we were on a boat on lake titicaca and again, Lake Titicaca, also Machu Picchu, um, you know, seven wonders of the world, insane, just unbelievable places. Again, to behold them is just earth changing, earth shaking for a human being. I just realized that, you know, I sat next to my wife and then my sales director and his wife from my real estate team were also with us. And I just told him, I go, guys, this is like, I've so been so inspired. This is like such an aspirational thing for me, like that I now know that my mission is changing. And that moment in time, I couldn't define how it was. But then over the next like five to six days while we were there, I mean, you know, look back at my wall, like this is all Peru, like everything on my wall. These are all like oil paintings that I got from there. Um, You know, even over here too, like this, you know, the spiritual, you know, you've got Machu Picchu, you've got the serpent, you've got the panther and the falcon. You know, it's just the indigenous people made such a gigantic impression on me, the Incas and the Tiwanaku uh, and the Mesoamerican old school, uh, you know, supposed cultures that built these amazing ruins and monuments and temples and stuff like that. It just, it changed me. I mean, you know, it, truthfully, bro, I probably was there, you know, in a past life. Um, and it just like kind of reawakened me to be there, you know, again. And and, and and it's obviously hard to define that and explain that. And some people are probably like, what are you talking about past lives or whatever? But you get to a certain level, you do enough inner work, you do enough contemplation, meditation mindfulness training, spiritual grounding, stuff like that, that you do understand things um, that most people will look at you and think you're crazy, you know? And by the way, just so you know, most people who know me that are like not in the consciousness community think I'm completely insane. And my whole family thinks I'm completely insane. I mean, thankfully my wife is just like me and my daughters I'm raising to be like me. Um, But most people do not understand this kind of stuff that we're talking about or have that kind of a level of awareness. I know you do. That's why we're having this conversation. But as you know, and it's my opinion, more and more people are becoming like me and you, bro, and are awakening to this kind of awareness or this understanding of like the way things really are or what is, as I like to define it. And uh, I think it's amazing, dude. Like I, I wake up every day so much more charged and happy to know that so many more people are starting to understand this and feel this level of awareness. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, and, you know, I live in Miami and I would say that it's becoming more familiar in, in this community of Miami. There's a lot of, of groups that are becoming conscious and, they're, and they're, they're getting together and they're talking about this. And I see it more and more and I've seen it happen over the years and Miami is a, is a hot spot for that. There's um, drum circles here on full moons and people go out there and we talk about this stuff. So I love it too. And uh, I think, you know, who, who cares what other people think? We, we, we know, I know you, I know you don't care. I know you don't care. Dude, dude, truthfully, this is so awesome that we're talking about this because this kind of podcast is needed. I, I will say this because it's so relevant. After I did that podcast with Rex Bear on the League Project, I literally had a guy and this is a crazy story. He doesn't even know who Rex Barra is. He doesn't even know who the Leak Project is. He's a 67-year-old shamanic, Indian shamanic healer slash academic, and he's a naturopathic physician. This guy is the most eclectic being. His name is Dr. Dave Murphy. He teaches at a college in, uh, to keep him somewhat private, he teaches at a university in uh, Virginia. And he sent a message to me through my contact portal on my website and said, hey, look, I worked for 
the nation of Peru. I worked for the government. I did this, this, and this. This is all my things. Here's my website. Please, Jay Campbell, or if you're working for Jay Campbell because it was to my contact email, please have him contact me. We have to connect. I, I was never, I've never watched any person in my whole life speak with the reverence of Peru that he did. And we have to connect. And so like I got his email like probably like four hours later and my team forwarded to me. And dude, I was so geeked. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this guy's an Andean shamanic healer. Like he he worked with some of like the gurus, like uh, Juan Carlos, whatever his name is, is like the famous shaman from Mesoamerica, you know, from 20 or 30 years ago. And dude, here's how crazy this is. Again, there's no coincidence in his life. He was in the part of Tijuanaco in Bolivia in 1971. Again, he's 68 years old um, as a 20-year-old guy at almost the exact same time that I was born, <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio, in 1971. Wow. So now, fast forward to now, him and I have talked many times. We're actually going to, in my new Jake Campbell spiritual warrior guy who's coming, we're going to have a show. I mean, dude, this guy is so intelligent. But not only is he intelligent, left brain, he's massive heart focused. He's amazing. Like, just the first couple of times, Ben, him and I spoke on the phone. We were just like, I mean, we did a Zoom call together. We were just like, dude, we know each other. You know, <laughs> how do we know each other? And he truthfully... He's done a shamanic journey since then just for himself. He does a lot of them. He goes out to his wilderness spot and does his deal. And he says that I was his older brother in a past life. And he's absolutely positively convinced of it. So it's it's amazing, man. And again, that's, I know you know, and, you know, for some of the people watching this, they're probably going to think <laughs> a little out there. But, like, truthfully, man, this is the energy of the universe right now. It is shifting. People are feeling this in Miami, in L.A., you know, in New York and all the major cities, people are starting to feel this. And it's amazing to see it, man. It really is. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that share. You know, the thing about it is faith and fear both demand for you to believe in something you can't see. So you might as well just choose faith. That's going to serve you more than fear is. Absolutely, brother. That's, that's what it is, bro. That really is the key is to eliminate fear from your life. Once you eliminate fear from your life, everything opens up. Because that's truly how we keep our consciousness suppressed by being in fear. Yeah. So what are some ways to eliminate fear? It's a great, great question. Um, you know, if you were to ask me, the best way to eliminate fear is to really understand and study quantum physics. And again, you know, people hear that word and they say, oh my God, dude, quantum physics, or I failed physics in high school, or whatever. No, quantum physics is in a very, very simplistic term. And this is, I'm really good at explaining this is, the indigenous in Mesoamerica, so the Inca, the Tiahuanaco, there's many other tribes, the Aztecs, the Mayans, they believe in a practice which is called Ani. Now, to show you how powerful this practice is, it's actually been adopted by every culture on the planet, but it's named different things. In Japan, it's Ani, right? So it's the same thing, but just pronounced in different ways. But so what Ani is, is what is you can know there's many definitions for it but it's known as what's known as divine reciprocity and divine reciprocity is when you have a sacred reverence for all things right birds trees rocks streams dirt everything is conscious everything is alive and everything has light in it so we're all energetic. We're all beings of energy. And again, people hear that. A rock is alive. Come on, Jay, you're crazy, right? But truthfully, the world is a gigantic construct of energy. And when you understand that energy is infinite and constantly expanding, and again, these are very, very basic quantum physics principles, you will realize, Ben, that you're not going to die. This meat suit is going to stop functioning, yes, but the energy that makes up Ben and Jay, and as you know, those are just names, right, that our egos have created for ourselves in these physical forms. When we're, this body runs out of time, whatever that is, you know, we get hit by a car, you know, die of cancer, whatever. The energy that is our life force, and again, some people call it their soul, some people call it chi, you know, some people call it prana, whatever you want to call it based on your spiritual understandings or awareness, it doesn't stop. It continues. It constantly evolves and expands. So for me, knowing that this is not the end, why would you ever be fearful, right? Why would you be fearful of anything? Why would you also, understanding Ani, 
why would you be damning or victim mindset or judging or blaming or anything negative when you speak, act, or think, right? Like when you do those three things, it should always be positive. It always should be changed, sending energy in a positive, joyous, happy, gregarious, passionate way. That's how you should live your life. But instead, as you know, right, and again, I'm not going to blame areas of the world, but like the media, technology, the internet, like they want to create people to have victim, you know, a victim culture. They want to create that everything is not your fault, you know, for everything today, right? Like, and so people are so easy to say, you know, why it's not my fault because so-and-so told me it's not my fault. Well, as you know, Ben, you and me wouldn't have gotten to the place that we are right now standing here on this podcast if we have not taken ownership for every single decision that we ever made in our life, right? And both of us have made bad decisions. We've also made a lot of amazing decisions. Part of being human is understanding that we are in duality and that we have polarity. So good sometimes can become bad and bad will become good and dark becomes light and light becomes dark. And that's just the realm that we exist in. But knowing that we're in a dual realm in the third dimensional space, it's like, do your best to put forth positive words, thoughts, and actions. If you do that, in their understanding of Ani, it's going to come back. And every, I think everybody knows the law of attraction, right? The, you know, the, the, the universe is a mirror. What you put out is what comes back to you. So why would you be negative? Why would you talk smack about someone? Why would you say, so and so did this to me? It's like insanity. You're just generating the same energetic, you know, vortice that is going to fire back at you. Again, it's a mirror. It's the whole, you know, divine mirror, divine reciprocity. Totally, brother. Jay, yeah, I agree with you. And, and you know, it doesn't even have to be words that you say. It's the thoughts that you think. And, and the, the, univ- the universe, is, it's a law of the universe. Whatever you feed energy to, come, it expands. So understanding that, let's feed energy to the positivity, all the abundance in this world. And it's a sad truth that there's much more good people out there than there are. Well, here's the good truth. There's much more good people out there than there are bad people. But the sad truth is that the media or the haters or the the violence, they're so loud that it just drowns out all the good people. But there is a much higher percentage of good than there is evil. And if you could see the abundance, you will manifest more abundance. And that's what consciousness awareness is all about. So let's uh, switch gears here. Speaking of Mitsu, your, your body that we live in, right? How do we use building muscle, lean muscle mass on our bodies to live a longer life? What's the correlation between muscle and longevity? That's an amazing question, and I love how you put that. So the first statement I'll make regarding muscle is, for people to understand, is that muscle is the greatest deterrent to all of the diseases of aging. The more muscle one possesses, and we could go into, you know, biomechanics here, or really we could just get into whole, the whole quantum field again with like gravity, the understanding of the gravity body. If you have muscle, the more muscle that you have on your body, these are the following things that happen. You're more metabolically active you are. So the higher your basic metabolic rate, the more muscle you are while you're at rest. So you and I have a lot of muscle on our body and we have low body fat. So when we're sitting here right now, we're actually burning calories at an accelerated rate compared to a person who is our same age, but has say 35% or 30 or higher percent body fat, right? Because the more fat that you have, the less efficient you are at burning calories. And then you also have to factor in that fat, especially visceral fat is what causes inflammation. And inflammation is what leads to cellular degradation. And then cellular degradation obviously leads to the diseases of aging and ultimately the death of the physical meat suit. So when you have muscle, obviously you have less body fat, you're, higher, you're more metabolically active. You have greater bone mineral density to carrying the muscle around. So it strengthens your bones. Now, obviously, to build muscle, you're also strengthening your bones. But probably the number one thing that having a lot of muscle does is making you insulin sensitive, right? Because muscle is an amazing insulin sump pump, right? I hate talking, and I know with your audience I can, but I don't really like going deep on insulin because so many people hear the word insulin and they freak out. They're like, I don't understand it. I don't know what the difference is of sensitivity or insensitivity. You know, but the truth is, the easiest way to understand it is that the more muscle a person has, the more able they are to eat carbohydrates, 
and get away with it. And what I mean by get away with it is, is to not have fat deposition, right? Now, clearly there are other factors to take into play. We have genetics, we have uh, somatotype expressions. You know, everybody I think kind of understands today that's in this realm that there's essentially, you know, quadrant wise, there's mesomorphs, ectomorphs, and endomorphs, right? A mesomorph is more muscular body type, an ectomorph is longer, leaner, skinnier, more type two, I'm sorry, type one muscle fiber typing. And then you have the meso, which is kind of a muscular person and more of a mixture of all three. And I think you know, Ben, that all of us today, if we were going to do, you know, some sort of a fiber typing test or, you know, whatever you call it, when you, you know, take a muscle uh, block out, I forget what it's called right now, we would be a combination of all three, right? So the reality is, is that when you are muscular, you also resist gravity as you age. So, you know, to get conscious, woo-woo, you know, think of you're on a, Okay, I don't want to piss people off. We're on a potentially circular ball hurtling through space. (laughs) Maybe it's flat, maybe it's a plane. It doesn't matter, right? In the realm of the quantum, you can manufacture whatever reality you you choose. But the bottom line is you're standing, like think of a giant pole, like, you know, and it's straight up and down. And it's like, when you're muscular, your body is not going to tilt or to go back, or to go forward, or to go back, I'm sorry, side to side, because your muscle is dense material in your meat suit, and so you will maintain your ability to walk and and, and remain upright as you age a lot better than someone who's fat and is falling forward, or somebody that has spinal degradation, right, because they're frail, they have poor bone mineral density, so these are like biomechanical analysis of it, but All of these things are what allow us to live longer and stronger. And so to be muscular is, again, what I would say from the very beginning, is the greatest deterrent to any potential disease or diagnosis that is bad as you age. So so what if ladies are listening to this right now and they're like, I'm muscular, I don't want to be muscular. So can you you relate that to, to women? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a good one because a lot of women do freak out. You know, so many women freak out. But um the truth is, is that women, for the most part, never eat enough protein. Almost all women, unless they watch your podcast or my podcast, or they've been in the in the fitness space, are under are protein malnourished. They don't eat enough protein. So what ends up happening is, you know, and again, I I don't care the type of protein. You got to get some, some form of protein. Um, they end up having issues of the spine, right? As they get older, menstruation issues. They go into perimenopause and then menopause and then postmenopause. They stop producing calcium they stop there's a lot of things that stop happening when they stop menstruating that prevents or it speeds the rate of uh, what is called bone mineral density or osteopenia um, loss so realistically a woman just has to go to the gym okay and do and you don't have to do it in gym you can do your house um, but but bone bearing or resistant type training so that you do strengthen the spine. So again, there's levels of fitness. Some women are going to build muscle like you and I, they're going to go to the gym. They're going to train three, four or five days a week. They're going to have a split or a full body workout or something. And then other women are going to do Pilates and they're going to do yoga and they're going to do other stuff that again, strengthens bone mineral density. So don't think if you're a woman, when you're watching this, that, you know, training, building muscle is about like looking like a bodybuilder you know, and having like a six pack or anything like that. No, what we're talking about is having a higher muscle to fat ratio, which is ultimately going to, again, speed uh, your basal metabolic rate. So increase your natural metabolism, especially while at rest. And also, and again, to me, most important, strengthen your spine so that again, you do remain upright as you age and you can do the things that an older person wants to do, right? Which is pick up their grandkids, hike with their grandkids, you know, spend time with their family, that people who are less mobile, less able to do, who are obviously inflamed, probably obese, sick, have less muscle as they age. So that's kind of, I think, to me, always the best way to do it or explain it to women so that they don't think about like, you know, jacked up um, guys or girls, you know, bodybuilder types. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and I, and I think it landed with everybody who, who listened, especially the women who were freaking out when you first started talking about putting on muscle. Where does sleep factor into this uh, putting on muscle? Where does sleep factor into that? It's massive, man. As you know, I don't coach. I do give speeches. I do give lectures and stuff like that still around the world at times, and um, whenever I talk about that, I always tell people that, like, 
right now in today's day and age with blue light, right? I'm wearing my blue light glasses, sensitivity, technology, all this stuff. Sleep is the number one most disturbed biological function that most people experience now. Um, if you are charging, you know, these massive Wi-Fi and uh, EMF emitters in your room, next to your bed, on a nightstand, you are literally destroying your ability to get into what is considered stage three and stage four sleep, which again is polyphasic sleep, which is when you have the most natural growth hormone released. So people don't understand that. And they watch, as you know, too, right? Like I'm looking at you right now on a big 31 inch MacBook, you know, 5k retinal screen. If I wasn't wearing these, I would have a headache because I have done this like for more than an hour at a time and I get a headache. Now imagine, you know, the rest of the world, the community who works in a cubicle or whatever, and they're on big screens all day long. Some of them are on multi-screens and they're not wearing protective glasses. They're not monitoring things that they should be monitoring. They're not probably eating the right way. They're not doing all the other things that you and I, you know, rave on and on and on about all the time. You're not going to sleep. You're going to probably sleep four to five hours a night of actual sleep and the quality of the sleep, if you were going to rate it, would probably be a five out of a 10 scale, right? You're up, you're disrupted, you get up to go to the bathroom, you check your phone, you look at the light on your phone after you've been sleeping for three hours. I mean, so many people do not understand proper sleep hygiene and it absolutely decimates them, as you know, Ben, from a physique standpoint, from a body fat loss standpoint, from an energy standpoint. And you know, I always say this, and when I do podcasts now, so important, and again, going back to quantum physics, is the most important things to understand are energy and frequency, right? Energy is what you put out, what you put, what comes back, and then frequency is the vibration. You know, it's the sound, it's the oscillation of who you are, and it's like, if you're not sleeping, you do not have any control of your energy or your frequency because you are basically subject to the whims of, you know, everyday survival programming, which is around us at all times, you know, you don't have the focus or the clarity of being able to like, you know, maintain your balance because you're tired. Totally. Sleep is, I always tell people, if you're sacrificing sleep, like quality sleep, like you spoke about stage three, stage four, quality sleep to go to the gym and do a CrossFit workout, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it the wrong way because fat loss muscle building, toxins being flushed out of your brain all happens during sleep. It doesn't happen at the gym. It doesn't happen with the food you're eating. So I tell people sleep is more important than nutrition and exercise. They're all important, but, but here's the deal. You could go days without eating, right? You fast and you could go days without exercising and be fine, but you can't go days without sleep. You turn into a crazy person. So I love that. It's, it's, to it's totally true. Like you literally, I mean, I, even in my hormone optimization stuff in the newest book, which I just sent you, we talk about that. Like, look, you know, obviously the book is living a fully optimized life. If you do not sleep, it doesn't matter what you're on, what supplements you use, how your training intensity is, what kind of thermogenics you use, what kind of focusing agents you use. None of that matters if you do not get at least six hours of stage three, well, you should get four of stage three and stage four, but six, like sound proof, not interrupted, non-waking, blacked out room, none of this nonsense close to you emitting any kind of frequency. And bro, I would, I, I'm with you. I would wager that 90% of society is sleep deprived. Yeah. It's terrible. And, and you know what? They're sleep deprived. And when you're sleep deprived, your willpower is gone to down the dumps. You, you can't even stick to whatever routine you want to stick to and you're just depleted. And you Let's, have, and by the way, serotonin, right? You're eating food because literally you have no control over serotonin pulses. And we, we get an endocrine disrupting chemicals, you know, cause that's probably right up there with it. But like lack of serotonin production from quality sleep is what causes people to go off the track or off the path of eating clean 95% of the time. Dude, I'm really excited because I, I I could talk to you for hours, <laughs> and we have about 15 minutes left, and I want to get into that that your your latest book, Living a, a Fully Optimized Life: How to Break Free from Sick Care Medicine Before It Kills You. Great subtitle, freaking fantastic! I want you to give some some key 
tips from that book in relation to fat loss? What do you have in that book that you could teach my audience who want to lose 10 pounds to 200 pounds? What do you have in that book that you could share? Yeah. First off, thank you, by the way, for saying that. It is um, one of my doctors, actually, we came up with how to break free from sick care medicine. And he was like, dude, you got to add before it kills you to it. (laughs) Which, as you know, Ben, better than anybody. And I talked to a lot of people like we both know, right, we're fighting that war every day. Like the average person today who goes to a quote unquote insurance coverage Again, not cash pay because we love the cash pay physicians out there. They're doing an amazing world. But if you go to an insurance covered doctor in America and really anywhere in the world, the likelihood that you'll be misdiagnosed or worse, right, which is to me worse is them giving you drugs that will make you worse, is over 95%. The sick care medicine system in America has completely failed. It is an abomination. There's almost no one of any substance or age or physical level getting help. They're being prescribed drugs that screw them up worse. And as you know, over time, it leads to most people literally going bankrupt. I mean, that's what people don't understand is that so many people today in their 60s and 70s are literally on so many medications that they take daily that by the time they hit 70, their bodies are toast physiologically and almost bereft financially because they have no money left. And I always make a joke. Somebody asked me a long time ago, probably like three years ago, I remember putting it on Twitter. I thought about it. To find sick care, and I was like, sick care is big pharma's reliance on pills, potions, and drugs to keep a human being alive as a rotting internal carcass until 68 to 72 years old, when at that time, they either run out of money go bankrupt or die, and preferably for big pharma, all three at the same time. And that is legitimately where we are in a society. But to answer your question in the book, it's the best thing I've ever written. It is very streamlined. It's 143 pages. A guy that I had mentored privately or personally for a long time, Daniel Kelly, helped me write it. He's a brilliant guy. He's in the UK. He's literally one of the smartest guys in probably the entire European community when it comes to optimization health, he's just brilliant. And I obviously I put a lot of energy into him. You know, you know, it is like you standing on the shoulders of others. Like he is my protege. He's going to go way behind me. I already know. And it's so awesome. And I'm so humble to see that happen. But like the book is it, dude, everything is in it. You know, I, I mean, I can open it. We could go through it real quick here, but just from a fat loss perspective, as you know, So many people get focused on, you know, this diet or that diet or this diet or that diet. And, you know, then they live their lives around like, oh, bro, I'm keto or I'm carnivore or I'm if it fits your macros or I'm low carb or whatever. And then they get all caught up in this idea that they can't be flexible. Right. And as you are well aware, and I come to find out when we first talked like six weeks ago, which is why I love you, metabolic flexibility is really where it's at in the realms of nutrition today. And that means very simply, and by the way, we have a whole chapter on metabolic flexibility. It's actually chapter three. You have to be able to choose macro and micronutrient fuel sources based on your unique energetic demand, right? So that means if you are a bodybuilder, there's going to be times when you need carbs. If you are a long distance endurance uh, runner or biker or whatever, you might want to be a guy who's strictly reliant on ketones for fuel, you know, for, from an energy balance standpoint, you might be in the middle of those people. You might be like me and you, and you might want to fast, right? Like I fast for spiritual reasons, right? Like I'm fasting all day today, right? Like I wrote an amazing book, right? You know, the metabolic blowtorch diet, um, on fasting two years ago. And, um, I'm fasted too, by the way. Exactly. So it's literally there are now millions of people around the world that are in this lifestyle. And again, there's many different fasting strategies and they all work as long as you fast long enough. You know, I will say this, you know, fasting is not 12 hours of not eating. Okay. And as you know, there are people out there, we won't mention names who say that it is fasting and it's not. And, you know, again, I'm a real science guy. I know you are too. And both of my books on fasting are all about understanding the length of time where the body does not have, food in the digestive system and then of course yeah the the biochemical cascade that comes with it you know understanding glucogen look understanding uh, ampk understanding ghrelin all these things i'm very very particular about understanding and fasting for women 
is going to really be the golden number is between 16 and 18. And for men, it's longer. It's about 18 and longer. And even if you really want to get crazy with fasting, you're a man and you really want to see fat loss happen fast, go 20 to 22 hours. Okay. And literally just do a whole day where you dedicate to fasting, you know, and then, and again, this is kind of a hack, but like, if you want to, if you're, let's say you're fat, you're, let's say, you're, I'm not saying morbidly obese, but let's just say you're a guy, you were in shape at one time, you're an ex-athlete, whatever. And you kind of let yourself go due to whatever injuries, jobs, divorce, doesn't matter. And you want to really lose fat really, really fast. Well, you should figure out how to fast and do a combination of the type of stuff you recommend, which is like a ketogenic diet where your, your carbohydrates are targeted based around your workouts and the days that you don't lift and train, you do fat, you fast or you eat or when you break your fast, you eat a ketone type diet where your carbs are, you know, minimal, your insulin signals kept to the floor through whatever you eat. That's the best way. That's literally my book, which is guaranteed shredded, which, you know, I talk about in the book all the time. I'm like, I'm not a keto bro and I'm not a super fasting bro. I'm a metabolic flexibility bro. It's all about like you fuel your body when it needs the food again macros or micros that's necessary so again if you're a faster and you want to get shredded you're a fat person right now that wants to get back to where you used to be you're going to do a combination of keto and fasting and then again eat carbohydrates when it's targeted which is most likely going to be around your workouts yeah i love it it's all about metabolic flexibility that's the way our ancestors lived for millions of years right and just because our ancestors were in ketosis, which is true. They were actually forced into ketosis from, from their environment. Doesn't mean they stayed in ketosis because they didn't put themselves in a box, like you mentioned, a, a dogmatic box. For, for example, I always say you didn't have a tribe back then who have in, they haven't eaten in, in weeks or they, they only had some, some nuts that they, they could find. And they came across this, this uh, fruit tree and say, oh, we don't eat that. We're keto, right? No. So, <laughs> That didn't happen, right? So they did whatever they had to do according to their environment. Yeah. Dude, that's not keto. No, they would feast on that because they had the metabolic flexibility. The tree would be devoured. Devoured. Yeah. So, and you're right because I, I was reading a, a study from uh, Dr. Zach Bush, who's a, he was, he, they did a study at the University of Virginia. They took these college students and they had, they tracked how long it took for a standard American diet, it was pizza that they tested, to go from digestion to out the colon, right? The whole process. 14 hours, okay? That means if you're fasting for 12 hours, you're still not letting that food empty out. So 12 hours should be the bare minimum, but that's not really considered intermittent fasting. If you, if let me let me say this. A person, man or woman, and obviously, you know, I used to think when I first started reading the research, and a lot of shout-outs to Jason Fung. Uh, he's done some amazing books on fasting. You know, he actually was one of the guys that found the study on alternate day fasting, which is what I really utilize to build my diet, which I've been using my fasting diet since 2010. Uh, shout out to Martin Burkans, you know, who was kind of the guy that really put fasting into the world. But, you know, he doesn't know, like, in my opinion, like the way I know it now. And he's also all about 12 to 16 hours. And it's just, love you, Martin, but it's just not right. But, but the bottom line is, is that, if you want to be a person who loses massive amount of actual anthropomorphic fat mass off your body in the fastest time possible, learn to fast four days a week, train three days, and do it for an entire month. And I, you know, not to you know blow smoke up you, but just to give you props, because you know I was involved with Lyle McDonald way back in the day with keto, eat keto at night on your fasting days. So essentially you are going to keep your insulin signal to nil, okay, for 24 to 30 hour periods. And then on your training days, I don't really care what you eat. Obviously the fatter you are, the less carbs you should consume because you should again, try to keep your insulin signal as low as possible. But if you do that for one month and you're, you know, 20, let's say you're between 20 and 30% body fat, you literally can lose 10% between 8 to 10% of pure body fat in that short amount of time. And you know how I know? Because, bro, I've so many people who have followed my diet have come to me and sent me their pictures and sent me their emails and sent me their logs and talked to me about this. And again, I'm not one of those people that goes out there and says, hey, man, look at all the people following my diet. And I just you know, love to hear from them when they, when they feel better about themselves and they make changes. But I think you know, right? Like you can definitely do this and not get screwed up 
like the people who are pure carnivore or keto all the time, you know, because as you know, we've talked about it, like that's when you get into risk because you do, you start to retard insulin metabolism, you cause other kind of issues in your body to go haywire. So again, it goes back to what you're just saying. Exactly. Metabolic flexibility, never leave anything off the table, but just learn to eat what and when based on when your body has a unique energetic demand for it. Absolutely. Where, where can they get that book? Your latest book. Um, so the metabolic low torch diet, dude, uh, I should have said this in the very beginning. So everybody, anytime I go on a person's podcast, I always say I make my books available literally for free. So the blow torch diet and the uh, TOT Bible, which is kind of like my masterpiece on testosterone optimization, but there's so much more in that book. And it also has a chapter in there for women. Just send me an email or not me, but send it to my team. It's contact at totrevolution.com and they will send you both of the books in PDF format for free. They're awesome books. Um, but obviously they're on Amazon. Um, the newest book, which is uh, Living a Fully Optimized Life, which I'm, I, I mean, you're going to read it soon. So I know you'll be talking about it, but dude, it's so next level. I mean, I've had so many really high level influencers that I've sent it out to read it and they're like, holy shit, dude. I mean, it just, it has so much in it, but it's not written in a way that people are going to say like, dude, I don't understand what you're talking about. You know, we really made it as lay as possible and we, we kept out a lot of the fat overburdening research. You know, we said, look, you know, we're science guys and we have all the research in our other books, but we wanted to make this a practical guide. Here's what we do. Here's what works. Here's our social proof. You know, here's some other people that are doing it, but dude, everything's in there. You know, we have a chapter on biohacking. We have a chapter on, um, you know, every biohacking tool, like literally chapter 10 is every biohacking tool that's out there right now, usable by men and women. And we rated them and we said like, do this, don't do that. Here's how to do it best. You know, applications. We have a chapter, chapter seven, every peptide, every supplement, every exotic agent, like C60. I mean, dude, it's all in there. And we not only do we quantify like what, what it does, how it works, we give you dosages and whether you're a male or female, and then also like how to apply it in your life based on your application. So there's so much in that book. You can go to get that book uh, direct. It's getfullyoptimized.com. And you do have two options. You can buy the book directly, which is in digital format, um, or you can just buy the video and the book. I, you know, for most people, if you're smart, I think just get the book. You don't need to get the video. But if you're one of those people that learns by video, which many people do, then buy both. And for those that ask, we are going to now have a paperback copy of the book, but it's probably about a month out. I'm going to put the links for all of his books, all of his resources in the notes. The notes, we have a, a full-time person who does all of our notes. It's going to be detailed, everything that Jay spoke about. So, Guys, make sure you go explore that YouTube. It'll also be there. Two last questions for you, Jay. Uh, my question that I always ask is actually, what is your definition of perfect health? But I'm going to change that to, what is your def definition of an optimized life? Great question. So an optimized life is a person who has what I consider mastery over the spiritual, mental, heart, and physical, of course, the aesthetic aspects of the body, right? Like, because all of those are actually individualized, definable aspects, the spiritual, the mental, the heart, which is the feeling. Uh, and then of course, the physical, which is our shell, the meat suit, um, all of those things need to be managed. And all of those things have to have attention given to them. You can't, as you know, right? Like, what good is a physical meat suit that's shredded with a six pack? If they do no spiritual work, if they do no inner work, if they do no mindfulness training, if they don't meditate, if they don't contemplate, if they don't go out in the sun and put their feet in the grass and walk with their dogs and like beautiful nature surroundings, it's meaningless, bro. I mean, all of these things are synergistic and just as the human body is this amazing dynamic and homeostatic organism, so is the pursuit of full optimization. You know, I have a, a hashtag, it's fully effing optimized, right? But I mean, you're not going to become fully effing optimized unless you dedicate time to all four of those pursuits. And that book, you know, very specifically talks about that. that you know, I'll be very, very blunt with you right now. Like chapter eight is on mindset and chapter nine is on what we call spiritual fitness. And dude, it's the highest level stuff that I've ever written in my life. Right. And that's saying a lot because I've written a lot of high level stuff and it's essentially kind of like a peer or a mirror into 
what I'm really going to get geeked about writing next year, which is a book on spirituality. And I actually already have the cover of that book done because I literally had a vision after a meditation of what it looked like. And I sent it to my artist and again, no coincidences in life. He had no idea what my vision was, but it was like, dude, it was a Vulcan communication. It was a, you know, it was tele- telepathy and he sent me back the next night or the next day. Cause he's in Thailand, what it looks like, but dude, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cover. Um, but anyway, it, it's, um, it's about, you know, energy and frequency and that's the title of the book, what it's going to be. And obviously I literally, dude, I truthfully, man, like that's going to be the best thing that I've ever contributed to humanity, at least in this incarnation when I, when I can put it out there. Cause it's just, it's such an absolutely like it's really my future, bro. Like I, that to me is going to be my lasting impression on humanity is I'm putting everything I have into that book so that people can understand our true mission and our true purpose of being human beings and why we're all here. And as you know, it's not about making money. It's not about getting paid. It's not about being a good husband or a good wife or a good parent. It's about contributing to the collective in a way that, what you do allows other people to also get better and to give back. And so it's, it's, again, it's like that, you know, the, the hundred monkey principle or the 10 monkey principle, or whatever it's like, once you put out and you do, you then increase the power, which again is vibration of the collective to also do more. I love it. I haven't heard of that, that, that principle. Uh, final question before we wrap things up on this amazing interview, what are you grateful for today, Jay? Man, I'm grateful for you. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here, to talk to you, to have amazing conversations. Like, dude, I live for these type of conversations. Like, I don't get a chance, as you know, to talk to people like you, man. I mean, there obviously are more and more of us now in the space, you know, in the fitness realm, you know, talking about these things. But, I mean, I've been looking forward to this since I woke up this morning, man. Because, like, I knew, again, I just had that energetic signature. You're giving it off. I knew that this was going to be phenomenal. Um, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for everything, man. I'm grateful for the sky, the moon, the stars, you know, waking up with my fingers, you know, feeling amazing, waking up with the energy that I have. I'm grateful for my daughters who are out there right now saying, (laughs) so it's like, I, I, I truly do live from an attitude of gratitude and honestly, I don't want people to think that I've always been this way because I haven't. I was that guy in my early 30s. It was about making millions and stacking chips and, you know, living a life of, you know, greed and material and ego and all that stuff. And I woke up, man, and, and, and thank, you know, I'm looking up like God's, you know, upstairs. He's not upstairs. He's everywhere. You know, Google's all around us. They're listening. <laughs> but, you know, God is, as you know, it's within and it's within all of us. And it's an energetic force and all it takes is just to tap into it and when you tap into it and you listen to it and that's i think where people get confused because it's always there it's just are you listening to it you know think of it as your higher self or your intuition but that's really what god energy is and it's like i'm just so happy bro that i'm able to access it and i'm able to listen to it and not like you know brush it off when it serves me or it gives me amazing answers and so you know Honestly, man, I'm just so grateful that I have the opportunity to speak to people like you and have this brain and this heart and this knowing and this awareness that I can then share it with everybody else who's open to receiving it. And dude, it's an honor, man. And, and, and like I said, I like, I live for this. This is such, such a powerful thing for me to be able to like share this kind of information with people that are open to receiving it. Yeah, Jay, I want to acknowledge you, brother. I really enjoyed this conversation it was very powerful for myself and I'm grateful that we had this opportunity to share this with my community. And I know that's going to make an impact for anybody who has the consciousness to let it. And I want to also acknowledge you for the work that you've been doing, man. I mean, your books, your intelligence is, is one thing, but your heart and your soul and your spirituality is, is so much more. Look, look at that, man. It's all like, that matters, dude. Like it, I literally tell people this is all that matters to me. I mean, I mean, obviously the advancing of human consciousness, but it's all through here, right? Because love is God. And the more we can love each of us equally. And, you know, just for one just a second, you know, people hear that in the new age consciousness space now, wherever we define ourselves, and they think, oh, that's so woo-woo. You know, you can't love everybody. It's not about loving everybody. It's, again, about ani. It's about reverence for all things that have consciousness and have life. And that's everything. And I'm not kidding you. 
rocks have life, trees have life. I mean, if you can go deep within, right, and you can learn to tap into that universal vibration, that universal energetic construct, you can literally hear hear trees and wind and everything speak. It's all there. It's not crazy. You just have to go within and go deep enough and do this type of work to understand this. But man, this is all that matters. And did I have great love for you and obviously for your audience. And uh, this is the future, man. We have to source this type of love and create that energy that will, you know, change whatever dark or, or, or negative that's still here on this planet. I love it, bro. I love you too, man. Thank you so much, Jay, for your time today and your work. And I can't wait to read your new book and your future book next year coming out and all the amazing things you're up to, brother. So thank you so much again for being on the podcast. And I appreciate you. And uh, thank you for having me, brother. I truly do appreciate it. Well, there you have it. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jay. He's got such amazing energy. Don't you feel lit up and energized listening to him speak? I sure did. I hope you found value in this conversation. If you did, leave the show a rating and review. Go check out Jay's work. I encourage you to get his books, to look at the links and the notes on this podcast. We have somebody full-time, Rachel. Shout out to Rachel, who makes sure we have all the timestamps. We have all the information, all the links mentioned on this episode in the podcast notes. So be sure to explore that Go check out Jay's work. Go listen to his podcast. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. All that's in the notes down below. If you are interested in really upgrading your health, your hormones, your energy levels, and you want to master keto and fasting, and you're tired of yo-yo dieting, you're tired of not having somebody to hold you accountable, then it's time for you to become a member of the Keto Camp Academy. For a low monthly payment of $39 per month, which is discounted right now to $27 per month, you get full access to all of these resources, over 100 plus videos of content, meal plans, grocery shopping list guides, and coaching from myself. Head over to www.ketocampacademy.com and lock in your membership. If you are interested in watching videos of the Keto Camp movement, head over to youtube.com slash ketocamp and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We release five brand new episodes every single week. Take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your Instagram story or Instagram profile and tag me in it. My handle is at thebenazadi, T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I, and I'll be sure to share that on my story and get some other keto campers following you back. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.